everybody to Double Stack F1 Podcast. I'm your host today, Honorat. Uh, we'll be going over the Spanish Grand Prix today, uh, what to expect tomorrow, uh, what happened in quality, and why we think certain drivers will perform better and others will not, as well as what are the likely strategies and uh where we ultimately think everything will shake out. Um, but before we get in, uh, let's just set the stage briefly. Uh, the circuit of Barcelona, Catalonia, as you may know already, it's a 4.657 kilometer long track. Uh, the race distance, usually 307.236 kilometers. There is through DRS sections uh, from turn 9 to turn 10, to, Turn 10, correct? And then turn 14 to turn 1, given the new layout. Um, there's 14 corners, 6 left and 8 right. Uh, given the new, like I said, layout to the track with the removal of the last chicane between turn 12 and 13, um, we now have mostly low-speed turns uh, that are left-handers and multiple right-handers that are higher speed. And that that allows several things here. Uh, I want us to keep this in mind. It allows us to have different setups uh, for both sides of the car, but also uh, generates more tire degradation on the left left side of the car uh, with uh, lower temperatures generally on the right hand side of the vehicle. So that all of that is keep that in mind as we would discuss strategy down the road. Um, the longest run into turn one uh, of the tracks on the calendar uh, is 633 meters from uh, the, the front row to turn one. Um, this is generally a high downforce track, um, which require a lot of mechanical grip, especially into the slower turn corners, turn 10, uh, with the need of, of better or very good aerodynamic grip in faster corners as you may have seen a lot of drivers uh losing it or losing their rear in several corners those corners likely uh turn three turn nine turn 13 and 14 so the higher speed corners uh what we have in terms of tires usually guides the strategies that are available for the teams this is like i said a high degradation track uh pirelli brought the high the hardest tires in uh, one, some of the uh, C1, C2, and C3, uh, the hardest tires in the series uh, outside of the C0. Um, C1 is a new tire that was introduced this year, uh, uh, replacing the old C1 that's not a, C, a C0. Uh, the winning, so let's keep that in mind uh, when we when we talk about strategy because this is an unknown tire for a lot of the teams and they'll have to kind of play around that uh to, uh, to, to figure out uh, how, how it's going to behave uh, in a race scenario. Um, the, win, the winning strategy last year was a three-stopper by Max Verstappen. He started on the softs, switched to mediums on lap, 13, on lap 13, back to softs on lap 28, and then flipped back to on lap 44 to the medium. So the, the, like I said, Number of laps here is sixty six, um, and so we'll, we'll 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 discuss a little bit what what strategies can develop. But as you can tell, with three stopper last year and likely this year as well, 
uh, we would we will likely see some very complex strategies tomorrow. Um, it's worth noticing that uh, the win the win has usually come from the front row here in uh, in uh, Spain with. 23 i believe of the last 31 races that have been won from the from the pole position and usually there's very minimal um incidents here uh very minimal interruptions uh throughout the race so the likelihood of safety cars red flags and uh are 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 pretty pretty slim uh here most overtakes you as you as you would have noticed or as as you'll see tomorrow if you are are usually into turn one uh and i and i expect that to be the case as well this year and uh the majority in the past were uh 75 percent, 70 percent plus on on the drs all right that's that's kind of a little overview of the track and Kind of historical information as we look into what could happen given the current grid positions of the drivers let's go over uh the starting grid so our starting grid goes like this we have verstappen starting from the left hand side on on pole followed by signs norris hamilton stroll ocon hockenberg alonso piastri gasly Starting P10 after uh, getting uh, hit by a sixth place grid penalty for impending on, I believe, Sainz uh, and uh, and Verstappen during qualifier. So he's been relegated six positions in his starting P10. Perez P11, Russell P12, Joe Guan Yu P13. DeVries, Sonoda, Botas, Magnussen, Albon, Leclerc, unfortunately starting P19, and Sargent starting P20. Now, uh, that is a very, I can say, mumbled, jumbled track. Uh, uh, great, great for tomorrow. And what, what, what would I be looking out for? Um, just a few things. We have Leclerc starting 19. So I strongly believe that he's starting on he'll be starting on a very different strategy. Last year, mo- the majority of the grid bar Hamilton started on the softs. Hamilton started on mediums for his first stint, got into an accident with Magnuson and had to box four uh, uh, softs. But I expect Leclerc to likely start on a hard or medium given he starts a little bit off off uh his is his normal position given his race pace um i had him piece p given race pace from uh fp2 he he should be around p5 in start uh, in terms of starting position but he's starting uh further back uh in p19 so he'll be likely on a very different strategy from the top of the grid Expect it to go long, and uh, he'll likely be on hearts or softs. A pretty bold strategy to make his way through the field and uh, opportunistically take advantage of any um, issues, flags, or uh, anything that will allow him to have a slower pit stop. Um, Paris, 
similar to uh, Leclerc. He'll he'll need to adopt a pretty offsetting strategy. Uh, he had an issue uh, in turn five during Q one, um, and uh, that 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 kind of put him out of position for for uh, his qualifying. He he got out in Q two, a little bit of damage uh, in under his car on. And uh, he'll be trying to fight his way back into at least the top five, I expect, tomorrow. So likely him starting on mediums or maybe going aggressive and starting on softs. Um, he'll like most definitely uh, reward us with a lot of overtakes, uh, mostly into turn 10, um, turn 1 predominantly. But uh, we'll see him pull moves into turn 10, turn four, and turn five. That is kind of where I can see him surprising uh, the people in front of him. So he has uh, at least 10 great spots to make before he he meets up with Verstappen. Uh, next on the list, in terms of what I'm looking for, is Fernando Alonso, also starting slightly out of position. Um, I had him in terms of race pace, Alonso P5, P4. Uh, he's starting P8. Uh, he had a little bit of floor damage in Q1, and uh, he he has the space, he has the potential to make his way up, and I could see him uh, moving through the field uh, and delivering what I would call a master class drive uh, at his home Grand Prix. Uh, another item I'm looking for, item number five, is Hamilton. Um, I, Hamilton... Chasing for podiums. Uh, Hamilton is, uh, he qualified P5, but with Gasly's sixth place penalty, got bumped up to P4 um, right at the cost of the podium. And uh, given race pace, he's right there with uh, Verstappen as one of the fastest guys on track in FP2. So I can see Hamilton fighting uh, and, and given, depending on how, Signs and Norris defend or being lucky or unlucky, taking that aside from taking luck aside, I can see him uh, moving up uh, and fighting for potential podium positions tomorrow. Um, the Prince of Spain, Signs, uh, I can see him fighting uh, for uh, the for for a fight that I don't think he will likely win. It'll be a very difficult fight for him. Uh, and that would be uh, a fighting Verstappen. Verstappen has phenomenal race pace uh, over over a second, I would say. Uh, not not a second, but a, a good couple tenths ahead of the rest of the field in terms of race pace. Uh, so I could see him. Um, I could see you know signs fighting quite a bit uh, to to kind of stay behind Verstappen and hopefully maybe doing something like. What Alonso did in Monaco, going for a different strategy and and hoping to to get ahead of Verstappen uh, somehow during the race. But let's let's not forget uh, Verstappen' phenomenal uh, tire management skills uh, over the last in Monaco, and I think he could probably do the same here tomorrow. Uh, so that's kind of the the top five to six items that uh, we'll be looking out for. Here at Double Stack, um, I think additionally to that, I want to kind of talk a little bit about strategy here. Um, like I said, new track, new layout, uh, 
the un- another unknown is the C1 tire, brand new for this season. Um, last year, like I said, the, the winning strategy was a three-stopper, but the, 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 the field, certain drivers were able to do uh, three-stoppers. Botas is, was a prime example, was able to pull a two-stopper. Mick Schumacher also pulled a two-stopper. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't put that. And given what we've seen this year with the hards lasting pretty long, uh, I think uh, there's, there's possibility for um, the three-stopper to work. But like I said, this is a high-degradation track uh, with a lot of load being pushed to the left, front left tires. Uh, may require, uh, may ne- necessitate, necessitate uh, a three-stopper. So keeping that in mind, uh, teams will be able to play around with that. We, I could see a lot of the teams starting off on mediums or softs, uh, predominantly softs for the top 10. Uh, anybody trying to do a different strategy would likely start on mediums in the top 10. And in the back of the field, I think it's wide open where a lot of the a lot of the drivers could start on either mediums, softs, or hard, depending on the strategies. Going on hard, I believe, is a is a tougher strategy given the unlikelihood of uh, of incidents here at this track. Magnuson was one of the few last year to have uh, used the hard driver, the only one that used the hard tire last year for his uh, after his second pit stop. Um, so that's in terms of strategy. Um, what else? What else do we want to flag? Uh, not much. I think it's going to be an exciting race. The The entire field is relatively packed, like relatively tight. Um, we, we, we will see a lot, a lot of fight in the midfield uh, and, and including uh, Paris tomorrow. It'll be it'll be a very exciting race. We'll see Lando Norris and uh, Oscar Piastri really, really fighting for for their positions and really uh, try to bring that McLaren uh, into point scoring um, uh, territory tomorrow, as they did in Monaco. Uh, other than that, uh, what are my what are my top ten? I did. For this particular race, I went back and uh, analyzed some of the data, uh, and uh, you know the data suggests that you know Verstappen and Hamilton are super close, followed by Sainz, Alonso, Leclerc, Stroll, Russell, Joe Guan Yu, Gasly, and Paris. So taking that into account for my top ten uh, in terms of the output of uh, the algorithm, um, and pairing that with kind of the penalties that we observed today, the qualifying positions, uh, my top 10 for the race, and uh, I'll be judged on it on Sunday, is I am expecting a a Verstappen P1, followed by Hamilton P2, Sainz P3, Alonso P4, Lance Stroll P5, George Russell P6, Ocon P7, Gasly P8, Perez P9, and Lando Norris P10. Um, I think given the difficulty, even though it's it's relatively easy to overtake here, uh, I think given the strength of all the cars and and uh, how close they are in terms of, of race pace, I think it'll be tougher for 
drivers that are outside in in like very difficult position like Leclerc to make their way back. Uh, the drivers like Sonoda to, to, to make their way back into points. Bottas starting way off pace, starting P16, not really having a strong car. I think it'll be difficult for him to also make his way up the field. Um, Hockenberg, uh, in terms of race pace, that car is roughly around the P15, P17. So I would expect him uh, to kind of have a hard time defending, Expect, especially after the double, uh, right, is it right-hander into turn 14? And that's uh, long straight. I think he'll he'll be overtaken quite a bit on that straight by uh, uh, anybody behind him. And, and, and that would be the likes of Alonzo, um, Gasly, Perez, uh, George Russell, um, and uh, Leclerc that are slightly off of position. And, you know, when I talk Gasly or Russell, I think uh, in this race, you could that, those two positions could switch up, right? Like Gasly... I have in P8 and Russell P6. That's pretty fluid between Russell, Ocon, and Gassi. I think there's strategy will kind of work itself out to kind of set those three drivers into their ending slots. Um, Yeah, that's not going to drag this on for too long. This is basically the top 10, the top items I'll be looking out for tomorrow. For sure, it's going to be a fantastic race. The likelihood of rain is really minimal to to none. Unlike what we had pre qualifying today, uh, I think it'll be it'll be mostly dry in the seventies. So we're expecting a dry race, uh, which won't help Lando Norris and Piastri. That's why I have them slightly off the top ten because their car kind of functions a lot better in cooler temperature. Um, yeah, that's it. We will catch up after the race to see how I did. Uh, And until then, have a wonderful race tomorrow. I hope you enjoy it. And uh, let us know if you enjoy our previews and uh, if if you want us to discuss other items and uh, give us any feedbacks that you you have. And please subscribe too so you don't miss an episode. Thank you and uh, we'll chat after the race. Bye-bye.